Welcome to the Defiant Spirit, a podcast about discovering meaning, purpose, and resilience in the most challenging, difficult, and darkest moments of our lives through what my teacher and mentor, Dr. Viktor Frankl, called the defiant power of the human spirit, that spirit that is within you, that spirit that is calling to you, that spirit that is you. I'm Dr. Baruch Halevi, and this is the Defiant Spirit, and now, on to our podcast. Hello and welcome to the Victor Frankel Meaning Academy podcast. Here I am back again with my f- good friend and partner in logotherapy, Dr. Baruch B. Halevi. B, how are you, man? It's good to see you. It's good to see you, my friend. We missed a week or two. That was on me, I think. I don't know, complicated schedules, but I do know that our audience um, reached out to me in tears and heartache and heartbreak because we hadn't been together. So here we are back together again. Yes, I, I can tell you that uh, our audience at the Meaning Academy was was stricken and my my uh, meaning or meaning project podcast was certainly sad uh, that we had missed you. I know last week I did let them know you were under the weather last week, curled up in your cardigan with a cup of tea, I believe is what you told me. So uh, they were happy. They do want to see evidence of this cardigan at some point, though. But, you know, I, I, I actually have it. I have it in a medical directive that even on my deathbed, I shall not be put into a cardigan. So um, I'm pretty excited right next about that. To the do not resuscitate, huh? <laughs> do not do not put a cardigan on. <laughs> do not cardigan. Well, hey, for the audience, uh, you know, it's it's ironic. B and I were just talking a couple months, a couple months, a couple minutes ago as we were recording and then realized we shouldn't be recording due to technical difficulties. Uh, we were talking about the path we've been on for the past two years to get to where we are with, with the sign behind me, the Victor Frankl Meaning Academy, the upcoming Your Search for Meaning uh, personal course launch in January of 2024. It's amazing the trials, the work, and, and how we have gotten here. And the idea that, you know, we were, we were talking about the idea of manifesting, right? Like it's taken some serious work to get here. And that work, B, thanks to you, started a couple of years ago with, with an email. Yeah, um, you know, we were talking offline about manifesting and how I think sometimes the idea is perverted into hocus pocus. Um, you know that that book and then became a movie, which I know you didn't see. Good for you, The Secret. And and one of the things that bothers me about that is it um, doesn't take into consideration the work, right? The Bedouins. I lived in Israel next to a Bedouin village, and I learned. One of their sayings, have faith in God and tie up your camels. And that's always struck me as sort of the hybrid of meeting God, meeting the source, meeting the the manifesting halfway, doing your work, picking up that phone, making that call. Like that's how you get this manifestation, this dream into reality going. And I think that's an important piece of the conversation that's often missing. Yeah, that's uh, one of my favorite lines from a uh, our good friend dr jordan peterson talks about a a verse from the bible um, that was made into a beautiful song by one of my favorite artists akira the don he talks about uh seek ye first the kingdom of god and all will be given to you or something along those lines i'm sure you know a little bit more but it's not just about seeking and thinking about doing things and dr frankel talks about it too you can't just sit and ponder at some point you have to do 
right? You know, you, you pray, you meditate, you think, you try to manifest, but at some point it's about doing the hard work of connecting with another person and then sitting down and my goodness, how many hours have we, uh, we should have started logging. Thank goodness we haven't. The hours of, of curriculum design and, and debate back and forth and, and working with Dr. Elise to come to where we are and, and just how excited we are to offer this uh, work starting next month, next year. Yeah, let's jump into it. That's a good segue. Your search for meaning for anybody listening is our first official Victor Frankel Meaning Academy course. It's our foundational course. We foresee a day when we're offering meaning coaching certifications and all kinds of opportunities, advanced level studies and trainings. But whatever we do, we foresee this one as being the foundational sort of cornerstone of our educational pathway process at the Meaning Academy. So we're going to be launching it in what? A little over a month, month and a half or so. Yeah, a little over a month, January of 2024. Um, our foundational course, the prerequisite to anything else we're going to offer in the future. And spoiler alert, um, faithful listener, we've already had people asking about a credentialing program. How do I how do I learn the techniques, the skills, the 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 meat and potatoes of delivering the psychology of meaning of using logo therapy. And we said, hold up intrepid meaning seeker. We'll get there. But first we just got to go through some ideas of, of the self and, and how to get there. And eventually I would say sometime next year, easily we'll be offering a credentialing program where you can walk away with a Victor Frankel meaning Academy certification of being a, logo therapy train a, a existential analysis a meaning purpose and resilience certified professional and we promise it will not come with a branded cardigan that will never be on the table so that is not going to be the outcome of this thing no matter you know what. i, I, I promise feel you. it's almost my duty <laughs> to go over there and pick it up and put it on but it is so warm in the dr dan studios today it's just friends, friends don't let friends wear cardigans okay so here we go <laughs> Um, so your search for meaning though, is for me, it's, it's been a long time in coming because as much as I love the work of Dr. Frankel, um, I have always struggled with sort of conveying it in a systematic way that both honors Dr. Frankel's philosophy and teachings, but does it in a modern compelling and, and most of all personalized way. This can't just be an academic exercise on discovering meaning, purpose, and resilience in your uh, in, in theory. It's got to be in your life. And so really, from my end, that's what this course does so powerfully. It's hits that, that nexus of all those areas. You know, it's interesting. I was just writing on this yesterday. Um, so many, what, what we see in, in my field are called evidence-based practices, manualized psychology reduced. I use that word on purpose because we know we're against reductionism reduced down to the easiest digest digestible and, and pass onable format so that the lowest possible bidder, usually a, a bachelor's level technician can deliver these things to consumers. And uh, we want to do something different. We want to elevate Dr. Frankel's work to those who truly want to apply it to their lives. Um, not one size fits all, but what's going to fit you? We know the theories. We know the ideas. We've dedicated our lives the past several decades uh, of studying 
Dr. Frankel's work and, and all those associated with him. And now this is our opportunity to share that with you so that you can put it to work in your life. And, and you know, I, I think about that compared to my daily work in the, in the clinical office. And it's just, it's so exciting, so powerful, right? Like, yeah, if you want to work with Dr. Dan, you come in uh, once a week, maybe twice a week, maybe we meet virtually depending on where you are in the world. And that's the extent of our work is an hour or two every week or every other week, depending on our schedules. Your search for meaning, you get all three of us every week for six months. Now, for some people, that might be nauseating. Um, but as they've observed, <laughs> your wife just your wife just turned off. She, I heard the garage open and the car peel out. Um, <laughs> right, because those of you that have been paying attention to the BD love affair for the past two years, like. I don't know. Is that exciting or terrifying that you get to interact with us on a weekly basis? Hopefully it excites you because you get so much, not just a podcast, but how to apply all of this to your life. So I don't know. I, I could talk all day about it. It's pretty exciting stuff. So um, I think about this a lot where we, you know, we live in a world, we live in a society that's hyper uber focused on training, education, you know, we as human beings, we've never gone to school for longer periods of time than you do in the year 2023. You know, disproportionate amount of people get their high school degree, their college degree, even their master's degree. You get trained. You got it. My daughter right now is getting ready for uh, her driver's license. God help us. And everything under the sun requires. I just got a, a gun license. I've been practicing at the shooting range, right? All these requirements and trainings involved. And yet, when it comes to the substantial existential stuff in life, we just sort of write it off as it'll happen. I'll find, I'll discover meaning, right? Especially how the hell is it going to happen when you're in the depths, when you're going through the difficult, the darker times in your life with just voila, right? The secret, I'm going to manifest meaning, or are we going to start dedicating energy and time and, and, and focus onto what I think is probably the most important thing in our life, the discovery of meaning. Yeah, I think we live in a time where we've been so trained to consume information, to acquire information and letters after our names and certificates and degrees that we forget about the application process, the self-seeking. I mean, if we go back a hundred years to a doctorate degree was far different. It wasn't about just the uh, the acquiring of information. It was about the application of it and putting it to work in your life. We we read that in, in Freud and Adler and Dr. Frankel's work and so many others. And that's really, look, I recognize this regularly. I'm so fortunate that I have to do this every day. When I deal with other people's lives and emotions and feelings and histories, I, I've got to figure myself out first. But not all of us are doing, and I'm sure you do too. I hope so. I mean, you look pretty well figured out, but I'm not always sure about that. Um but we know, we know through our work, not enough people do that on a daily basis. Not enough people give themselves the time to step back for an hour each week or a little bit each day to say, who am I, where am I, and where am I going? I'm going to die, so I might as well take a pill to deal with the fear of that or have a drink or run away or have an affair or buy a new car or whatever it might be to forget the fact that I'm going to die. Or, or you can do that existential work to figure it out. Where am I going? I know I've got a person getting ready to jump on board with the meaning academy uh very excited really going through an existential crisis of man, where's my job going how am i provided right as a man we we are inhabited we inhabit our job it's it means so much to us as a provider 
and this person is considering a, a significant career change and is thinking like, wow, this year search for meaning is going to be really helpful there. I think it's really a six month gift that you give to yourself, or maybe you gift it to a loved one who you see is at one of those crossroads before you leave your marriage, maybe before you get married, maybe before you change your job or your profession, or you make one of those monumental life decisions, right? Do it with some intention, consciousness, devote some time to, to you. And, you know, like a lot of people I talk to, I work with a lot of people who think that this type of work can be selfish, self-focused focused is not selfish. It's, I call it self-centering. It helps you get back to your center so you can be in that relationship. So you can be around sustainably, right? For longer. That's not selfish. That's, that's just a need. It's a fundamental need. It's like saying working out is selfish, right? I mean, we, we, we live, we're so used to exercise is good for you. We know it. Okay. So now we need to exercise our mind, our emotions and our spirit. This is what we offer you here. And to your point, oh. Hey, maybe this is a good idea. If you're considering a job change or, or a relationship change or things like that. And I would challenge you with this. Those things are going to come to you in life, right? Maybe you should learn the tools and, and design the understanding, you know, get your spiritual health in check, your emotional health, your noetic health before the crisis, right? Before you start considering a career change, before you start considering the fancy red sports car, that's also meant, this is also meant to help you there. Um, I have this conversation on a regular basis with people, people like just end up confessing, I guess it's my, you know, the hangover of my over my previous profession, uh, being a rabbi. And they'll say to me, you know, I'm not religious. I'm not Catholic anymore. I'm not practicing Catholic or Christian or whatever Buddhist. Um, I'm spiritual. And so they're spiritual and they're not religious. And I'll always say the same thing to them. So what do you do that's spiritual? And in very they look at me like well, I am spiritual. It's not like I do spiritual. My conversation with them always is, I don't know what that means. That's like saying I'm a good person. Honey, I didn't bring get you a birthday present this year, but I'm a good person, right? Show me the money. Show me the present. Show me, show up. What do you do? What do you do that's meaningful, right? What do you, what do, you do to invest in this process of discovering your meaning, of cultivating your purpose, of living resilience? It's, it's not something that we get to just say, well, I am, right? It takes effort. And that's where I think this program and this opportunity can be so profound, giving people a structured opportunity weekly over the course of six months, guided, structured, doing the work, showing up so that we can own that meaning and purpose and resilience. So what I hear you saying is this is going to be totally... I'm going to not buy Mrs. Dr. Dan any presents for this holiday season. And I'm going to simply give her a card that says, well, I thought about it, but I'm a good person. So you didn't need anything. And when she tries to cut me with that card, I'm going to say, but it was B's idea. It was all his idea. It's very logotherapeutic in nature. Um, you're right. It goes back to that idea that we have to do things. It's not just about thinking about it or, or being. Sometimes we have to actually take action and accomplish things, prepare for those crises, prepare 
for those things in life. We know, as we've talked about, the tragic triad, it, it, it affects all of us. Be prepared for it. Do the work now. There's, here's an example, and you made me think of it when you talked about you know anticipating all of these things that are inevitable. I was on a plane, I don't know, a few weeks ago. We hit some serious turbulence, <laughs> and uh, I started to text as I thought the plane was going down, my why, right? And I've articulated my why. I just, I, I say it, I was saying it, and I was sending it to my kids. This is my why. And it comes from the work of Frankel. He or she who knows their why can endure anyhow. I literally have spent a long time articulating my why, not, not some abstract cliche. This is mine and mine alone. I want this written on my tombstone. I want this spoken about me when I'm gone. It only came from a version of this course, the work of Frankel. And it's not, again, it's not leaving these things as I'll figure it out on the way down versus I'll have it ready for the way down, whatever the way down is. There is nothing that can make you question your existence like a little, <clears throat> little bit of turbulence in a small or a large and any size plane, man. When the stewardess get white faced, it's it's time to, to really start praying and, and texting your why. But uh, I think many of us have been there. So be, tell me a little bit. Right. So there, there's a couple points we want to address in this podcast. Right. We're, we're definitely promoting your search for meaning. Because we think it's such a powerful, of course we do, but we've also, you know, we've received validation that this is going to be an amazing ongoing uh, process course that we're going to offer. Let's talk a little bit about what it is, right? What do you, what, what are people going to be doing for these 20, 24 weeks, week in and week out with Dr. Dan, Dr. B and Dr. Elise, the ABD of Logotherapy? First of all, we have to change one of your initials to C. It would just be so much more elegant. But um, that aside, all right, B. I'm setting you up a Nerf ball, man, because I really look. All right, you guys. B does not <laughs> yes. talk enough about his hard work and how amazing this curriculum is. But through the past two years, we've gone back and forth on this, and I got to say, the work you've yes. put into those 24 weeks of of what we're going to be doing live with people every week. Talk a little bit about that. Well, thank you. It's been definitely a, um, a project, passion project, but it's also not been a solo venture. You and Elise have definitely helped shape this curriculum, but thank you. Um, so for me, it begins from the most simple of questions that we all have asked of ourselves, been asked of us. And then I don't think, you know, until you get to a certain place in life, you're just not really paying attention to oftentimes the most important things are the simplest things. So fundamental questions of, you know, who am I, right? And not just some late night college marijuana induced, you know, navel gazing exercise, but who, like, who is this guy that stares back at me in the mirror with less hair and, you know, changing? And is there, is there a, a me that was, is, and will be. Like, who is that guy? Um, so starting out in a very simple way where we, we really dig into who the heck is at the wheel. Am I awake? Am I consciously choosing the direction of my life? And these are fundamental ideas and aspects of local 
psychotherapy and the work of Viktor Frankl, right? Getting down to who we are and, you know, not, not to sort of ruin the, the end, but you probably know enough about Frankl, certainly you know enough about our philosophy and theology to know it's not the body, it's not the flesh suit, that we are nuos, as Dr. Frankl said, we are spirit. And so really the beginning part is just grappling with all those things that we are, all those things that we're not, to set the stage for building strategies and tools and skills. That's the starting point. You want to add anything to that? Um, yeah, it, it's just, it truly is beautiful the way these three personalities have come together because the work that you've done in solidifying the weekly curriculum is so much art and metaphor and hero's journey and every week, week in and week out for 24 weeks, we're going to meet and go over these ideas in relationship to the psychology of meaning and existence and, and, and life changes and things like that. And that's, I mean, so excited for that part. With that, all right, and this is this is where my uh, uh, Frankel logotherapy existential analysis nerdism comes in. Um, the part I'm working on is the uh, the learning library, the evergreen learning library, right? So when you come on board with us, you get 24 weeks, weekly meetings to go over to, to do your work. But you get lifetime access to this learning library we're putting together. Um, the stuff we've studied broken, <laughs> broken down in, in easier to digest ways, the volumes upon volumes that we've read to get to this understanding uh, and where we are in our professional careers in life. Um, so far, I mean, right, there's there's 10 ready to go. I haven't recorded them yet, but I'm sure there's going to be a few hours of information there. And something that grows constantly as, as you and I and Elise and the other faculty that we bring on um, continue to do the research. So, I mean, an ever-growing library of information that you get to come back to all the time. So we've got the weekly meetings and get together with B and Elise and I, the learning library, so much, I, I, it's not even, right, so much meaning purpose and resilience, goodness, because it's not just Dr. Frankel. It's not just meaning. It's not just logotherapy. So I think it's a really great point that, um, you know, I started by talking about sort of big questions that everybody, once you get going in these conversations, everybody just wants to ask, you know, explore. That's why we do it. You know, why am I here and who am I? And then bringing it to a practical, strategic, tool-based system where you get to now embody these ideas, not just get navel gaze, but apply applied learning to your life, which is a big part of it. And I want you to talk about it. Just give us an example of what's in the learning library, one of these tools. But then you go on to, during the course of our studies together, now applying it in specific areas of meaning at work and meaning in relationship and meaning so forth so that we're dealing with abstract we're dealing with concrete we're dealing with applied we're tr trying to really hit on every level yeah this is literally years years worth of uh time on the therapist couch uh, rolled up into six months of intense work with us um I think you called me out to, to give an example of, 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 of a tool in the learning library. Did you do that subtly or were you, you just trying to? It wasn't subtle. I said, tell us about the tool. Tell us about the tools. All right. <laughs> one of my favorites. Uh, the one I talk about often 
uh, not just with uh, the, the therapists and students I instruct, but with, you know, the, the people in my clinical office and, and even the, the businesses I consult, the Socratic dialogue, the dialogue that Socrates or for you children of the 70s and 80s, we know him as Socrates, um, Socratic dialogue, the ability to truly listen to somebody in a way to seek understanding, but also to question in a way that leads the conversation to the discovery of meaning. Um, there are ways to go about doing that, that obviously you and I have been taught. And, and I know because our professions are slightly different, I've had to dive very deeply into, and it's so rich, so amazing. And something as everybody's tired of me saying, more people need to know about that. So that's a, a quick, easy to digest, you know, drive to work kind of video 10 or 15 minutes put it on like your favorite podcast that you know the victor frankel media academy podcast being number one um and listen to it and, and then go put it to work take it to work take it home use it with your family with your wife with your kids with your husband and see how that improves things see if that makes your interactions more meaningful that's great i'll give you one of my tools that i'm just developed and uh on my other work, you know, I'm writing a book right now based on this tool. And for me, it really does come down to Viktor Frankl's idea of a little more provocative, your naked existence. Dr. Frankl talks a lot about being in the Holocaust and being stripped, stripped mm -hmm. down further and further and further. And this exercise is, is a practical tool. I assign, especially my guys that I work with from the outset to go to the mirror and strip down. Not not out of your clothes. You can leave your clothes on. This is a rated uh, PG uh, program. But start stripping down by staring at yourself in the eyes and just kind of go further and further. Who is this man, this woman staring back at me? And invariably, people tell me of the discomfort of that mirror moment, as I call it, right? At first, like our friend Scott, who I did a podcast with uh, on this topic, said he couldn't even look at himself in the mirror three years ago. He didn't like the man staring back at him. And so our work, I think, can be really benchmarked um, during this course by that mirror and using that as sort of your measuring stick. Do I like the person staring back at me? Do I, do I respect the person staring back at me? And the work of, you know, your search for meaning is to strip away all those things that get in the way of seeing the beautiful nuance, right? The beautiful spirit that is you. So these are, I, I think both of us described very practical tools taken from abstract ideas in Dr. Frankel's great work. Yeah, I, I know I've had the opportunity to hear Scott share that story many times in, in different situations. It is truly a beautiful story in the way he tells it is amazing, that idea of looking into the mirror. Um, and that's a great example of, of somebody, <clears throat> I, I know he had some of your guidance at that point and he did it right. He was able to eventually get to that mirror. Unfortunately, sometimes there are ways to do it wrong. You know, as you were telling that story and, and how much I love that story about Scott, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm tearing up on the inside because I picture the running man coming back from a run staring at the mirror and doing some terrible version of the silence of the lambs dance. And I'm like, no, come on, running man. You can't, this won't help you. Right. So that's why we put together. Um, and you've met the running man. He is not going to do a good version of that dance. And he's not going to see the real person on the, the beauty on the inside. So there are ways the that these, <laughs> there are ways. I think he just tripped. 
I mean, you said the word naked three times and he stopped running. <laughs> there are ways to do this well. And it's certainly uh, in some ways you can do it on your own, but there are ways that, you know, won't necessarily be helpful. And that's certainly why we put this together. We feel, again, we've dedicated a large part of our lives to studying this, to, to applying it. Um, I estimated it one time. Uh, I think uh, uh, Malcolm Gladwell says it takes 10,000 hours to become an expert or something. After almost 25 years in, in the clinical office and you know, adding up my hours every year, I think I'm around 50,000 or something. Um, and that was just really humbling to me to think, my God, I've, I've put in 50,000 hours of intense interaction with other human beings. Um, I'm excited to bring that to your search for meaning and as well as you know, what you have to offer. You talk so much, so prolifically about your experience as a rabbi and, and really being involved in people's lives. And I, don't, and I know Dr. Elise has quite a, a unique experience as well. Um, it's gonna be so damn powerful. So I think that's probably a good uh, infomercial for a beloved uh, passion project of your search for meaning. We just wanted to dedicate this um, this podcast episode to have a place to direct people who are, you know, thinking about it, considering it for themselves, for other people. This really gives you, I think, a deeper snapshot. You can get um, our previous webinars on our previous webinar on our website, themeaningacademy.com, where you can hear more of a Q&A style on what this is, a little more methodical, uh, some pretty pictures. We will have another webinar as we're recording this anyways, and that's coming up next week, December 5th. Is that a Tuesday? Tuesday, Tuesday December 5th at 8 p.m. Eastern time. Do the math for your own individual time. I do want to comment, be one more thing on it to, to add to the passion. Uh, and I mean, the infomercial we're providing right now, really. So weekly interactions with B and Elise and I. Um, the evergreen learning, uh, not just interactions, but a curriculum-based um, journey into your search for meaning. All the logotherapy, Frankel, Fabry, Lucas, these are other logotherapists, all the research we've consumed in the past several decades, um, broken down and handed to you in the learning library. And let's not forget the community aspect, because we all know we, we need better community, right? These opportunities, I don't know about UB, I really look forward to our time together and the opportunity to interact. I hope you do too sometimes when I'm not wearing the cardigan. Um, we want to provide that for the, for our, our, our meaning-seeking friends. So 24-hour access to um, a, a community platform, depending on what community platform we use, where you can jump in, interact with each other, ask questions. And one of the three of us will be on there pretty much every every day at some point now. As I tell the people I work with, you are welcome to hop on there at two o'clock in the morning and, and write up whatever you want, record a video, send it our way, and we will be happy to get back to you. But it's certainly, I don't know about you, B, I won't be on at two o'clock in the morning. We'll have to find some partners overseas who are up when we're sleeping. So we'll be working on that too. <laughs> there we go. 24 we aspire to. Yeah. So you, you got the, the, the journey, the curriculum, uh, the learning library, the community. Um, it's it's going to be. I'm excited. We're, we're signing up our, our first uh, few participants. We've got the webinar coming up Tuesday, December 5th. Um, we plan to launch uh, our, our first meeting. You, know, you, can, you can hop on at any time to get access to the learning library. We plan to launch it um, January of 24. Now, 
be, uh, I feel we owe it to our listeners, right? We did talk a lot about our passion project and what we have coming on. We did offer two tools, but our commitment to the podcast in 2024 is to make sure at the end of each podcast, we give our listeners something concrete, something they can take with them, something they can do more meaningfully. What do we provide? We, we gave them Socratic dialogue. You offer them the naked silence of the lambs dance. Um, I'm not sure who's doing that, but just you just degraded my tool down to the uh, the lowest factor possible. Let's see. The running man in the mirror naked. This is just <laughs> that is truly <laughs> the lowest. Um, how about this one? I'll give one tool, which is I always task people I work with to tell me their why and not some, you know, like a bumper sticker that they just were saw driving behind. Like, what's your why? The plane's going down. You got 20 seconds to hammer it out. What's your why? So I task you with sitting down right now and 20, the next 20 seconds after you hang up this uh, call to try and see how hard it is. It's very hard to write out at least your preliminary why. Yeah. And that's it. You know, B, I can tell you, I know you've shared that many times with me personally, privately, and as well as on the podcast. I don't think that's something I've ever done. I have so many whys. It depends on a, on a daily basis that making a succinct 20 second one would be interesting. So I'm going to challenge myself to do that one today as well. Um, one, I so what you can do today after you put down the podcast is go create something. Um, this hit me really hard today. I was finishing up a, a book from a, an author of a podcast I appeared on this morning. I got that. It was a beautiful book, amazing book. Um, well done by Shiraz Sadiq. I highly recommend it. Um, and I'm like, all right, what book do I need to get next? What, what am I going to read tomorrow morning with my coffee? And I thought, no, it's time to stop consuming uh, and time to start creating and, and to focus that creative time. You know, uh, my, my work on the learning library has been in fits and starts. And, it's, you know, I said, I got to do this consistently every morning to create as well as a few other projects I'm working on. So my challenge to you, the tool you can use is go create something today, a piece of art, some music, um, something that's going to help you discover. Me. Amen. Good stuff. All right. Well, if you want more on the Meaning Academy, just jump over to meaningacademy.com and you'll find very quickly... Um, some links to the Your Search for Meaning page, and you can get all the details, how to sign up and meet us on January 18th, I think it is. Um, but the information's on there where you can uh, join in and be a part of our growing Meaning Seeker tribe. Anything else? Live your life as a meaning, purpose, and resilience. Take care. Thank you for listening to the Defiant Spirit Podcast with me, your host, Dr. Baruch Halevi. If you like what you heard, please consider leaving a five-star review and share this podcast with others. To learn more about the Defiant Spirit, get more inspirational content, or see how we might work together to live your Defiant Spirit, visit defiantspirit.org. Until then, take back your power and live your Defiant Spirit.